D listeners, <laughs> the Rip Roaring Rogues are back with another boot scooting installment of the Podgelorian. Today we'll be dis- discussing Chapter 4 of The Mandalorian Sanctuary. Bounty hunting is a complicated profession. make howdy into two words <laughs> yeah i did and i think howdy. it's, I think Wait, it's howdy. funny that so i actually do say howdy very often in normal life um i don't say it like that but i do say howdy as a usual greeting because pa says howdy as a usual greeting so it does it does throw people off it's too nice people don't but, like it but do you say how comma space d in usual life no nah, i usually say howdy okay yeah, but this okay. is podcasting. So. Anyway. Well, well said. <laughs> yeah. Any, anyway, let's jump right into the shrimp ponds. So, first point, there's lots of shrimp in this episode. <laughs> Should we call this episode the Prawn DeLorean? Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Oh my god, they're bright blue shrimp. Do you think that they are radioactive, or do you think that that's just, they're just space shrimp? I think that's natural. Yeah. I think it's just shrimp, 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 space shrimp. Shrimp. It's it, no, it's just it's shrimp with two S's, but one of the S's is silent. Oh, fair, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I see. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 Um, point the second. Oh my God! It's Pillboy. <laughs> <laughs> That was completely unexpected. <laughs> Pillboy, what are you doing on my screen in a Star Wars? One Filipino rep, so God bless. <laughs> okay, so me, me and my friend were watching this, and I recognized the other guy <laughs> as an actor, and Kelly recognized Pillboy. And I was did not realize until they're like, it's Pillboy. And I was like, yes, it is. And I was like, what? <laughs> is it? I was really confused for a while, and then I saw a photo of them both, and I was like, oh, no. I recognize the other guy because he's an unfortunate event. A, a series of unfortunate events. The TV, Netflix show, not the movie. Which, who, who is he in that? He's the hook guy. Oh, that is so random. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. But Pillboy. And it's like Pillboy kind of as, almost as Pillboy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I really like thinking of The Good Place as Pillboy's prequel to this story. <laughs> Right. Because he turned his Prequel? life around and now he's like playing a really nice role in this society. You mean sequel trilogy? Not a prequel? Um, no, The Good Place, the TV show. Oh, it's a. Is, the, is Pillboy's prequel to. But this was a long oh. time ago, Danny. You're right. I, I'm so. It's fine. Everyone's great. There's a Filipino. <laughs> <laughs> um, disappointing part how come the aliens have to be the invaders? Kind of bummed about that. Because uh, orcs. J.R. Tolkien said orcs. Yeah. yeah, they do. They do look like orcs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they look like urukai. Yeah, a specific kind of 
Yeah, let's, let's get oh, this. You correct. just got Tolkien explained. <laughs> Look, I would have seen it myself, but I wasn't sure like anyone would know her. <laughs> Who are you talking to on this podcast right now? I used I to watch her. the Two Towers to go to sleep. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, we haven't oh. talked about Lord of the Rings in a long time, Meg. <laughs> True. Um. Yeah, the the aliens, which is kind of sad because basically everybody else you see on this planet is human. So that's kind of hmm hmm, but there's women, so that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> what a surprising development! And so we first meet Omera, who is a mom who's a very good mom and is also very smart and knows her hiding tactics and hides in the shrimp ponds with her daughter Winta until the invaders have taken all the shrimp and all of the booze and have gone. Mm-hmm. But, more importantly, we are back on the Razor's Crest, I think it's called. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. It's not sexy enough for a ship name. Yeah. It's, like, almost sexy because it has razors well, in it. Isn't it just, like, yeah. the Empire that has the sexy ship names? I yeah. mean, it's, it's better than, like, the Moth, which was... Oh. They ain't a Razor's but, you know. Who was the Moth? The Aftermath cruise ship. Oh, don't oh, mind me. I'm not going to read Aftermath. <laughs> I mean, that's a respectable choice. In fact, it might be the respectable choice. <laughs> so, basically, this is the scene that everyone's been talking about because we have little Yaddle riding shotgun on the counter and pressing <sighs> buttons. And she's absolutely amazing. Oh, my God. And she knows exactly to just cause trouble because she wants to get held. Because every time there's trouble, she gets carried by her new dad. That's <laughs> what a baby does. I feel like I feel like it was also great because when the Mando picked her up and put him in put her in his lap, he immediately started talking to her. He was just explaining what was going through his head, which is such yeah. a dad thing. To just also, be like, okay, come here. <laughs> also, when he picks her up, you can see her little feet, and it's so cute. Oh. it's so cute. Oh my god. I, also, also, she reaches for his hand. She like reaches and grabs onto his hand. Oh. It's so precious. And he calls her a little womp rat. Oh I know. <laughs> I lost I lost everything at that point. Like Yaddle's I lost sight of everything language. except for that. Yaddle's love language is physical touch, and I think the Mandos might be too. I think Yeah, it, I think it might be. I think the Mando just real awkward later in the episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So they find a planet to go hide out on, and they oh, land look, a planet. A planet, and they I'm land a, a named 47. planet. It's like Sorgan or something like Sorgan, that. Sorgan, yeah. And they land in the middle of the forest, and he's gonna go in and like scout it out, and he tells her to like stay on the ship, don't move, stay on the ship. <laughs> she's a baby, and Mando. he's so stupid because one, why would you leave a baby? Two, why did he think that was going to work? He he knows her by now. Like, what is he doing? <laughs> like, I surely he did not like stop off at a Home Depot in between the last episode of this one and baby-proof the entire ship. Right. Like, no I did not see any safety gates. I did not see any like uh, we, outlet plug protectors. We've already seen how easily accessible his guns are. What was he thinking? <laughs> right. And, like, That's a good is- point. What if she falls down into his human toilet? Like, this is not going to go well. Also, she's obviously going to follow him. Like, has he learned anything in the last three episodes? So stupid. I mean, he's a new dad. He's still learning. It's fine. (laughs) 
So he's like, yeah, I guess you can come. And he just like keeps walking at his normal pace. And somehow she keeps up, even though she's so small. I was like, pick up, pick up the baby, Mando. Come on. Right. You need- she just wants to be snuggled. Yeah, and, like, carry her like a Pikachu and just have her on your shoulder. Like, <laughs> <laughs> It's fine. What is he doing walking into a village on an unknown planet with, uh, like, high-bounty baby Yoda? Just, well, like, the thing exposed. is, he's, like, in a pretty isolated place where likely no bounty hunters actually are because it's got a really low population, which, like, he points out to begin with. Um, yeah. And, like... A lot of people will never have seen Yoda or know who Yoda is. So a lot of people will see that and be like, weird alien, okay. Instead of being like, that's a Yoda. I was about to say, he can just say it's a weird, spe- uh, like, weird sub, whatever, subspecies of a Kowakian monkey lizard or something, and people would probably believe him. No, then they yeah. would try to roast him. Then her. they would try to eat it. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of people think that he's, um... I saw a lot of people when the baby Yoda controversy was happening where they were like, oh no, he's this other species, but he's green. And it's like the species that even peel is whatever is. Oh, shut the fuck up. Yeah. You know people it's like, Yoda. You know yeah, it's people like, Yoda. It's not, it's not baby Yoda. It's not Yoda because blah, blah, blah. And then people would be like, yeah, but Yoda species doesn't have a name. And they'd be like, actually, it does. And I was like, no, you're wrong. You're, you're so, wrong. How, how are you so stupid? You're so wrong. Star Wars fans. Can you just like picture for a second, like like imagine it's one month ago. It's like the end of October, and someone tells you, guess what? Sometime in the next month, there's going to be Baby Yoda controversy. <laughs> I literally, you know, what I would have thought, I would have assumed that us, that like Rogue Podron had started it. Right. If someone had told me that then. Right. <laughs> like, oh god, what do we do now? Now, what have what we done? Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so they go into town, which is a really nice looking town. It's really sweet. Right. It looks really clean. All of the food looks really good, except live action loft cats are not. <laughs> loft cat, loft cat, loft cat. That's absolutely I lo- I, I screamed yeah. when I saw My, that. Um, that was absolutely Dave Filoni. Yes. The loft cat is Dave Filoni. The food is Dave Filoni, but in this case I'm okay with it because loft cat. No, it looks creepy. It's live action lock cat. Oh, it just yeah. wanted someone to pick it up the way people are always picking up Baby Yoda. It did Look, not. Baby Yoda is the only cute puppet I will accept, and it was lock mean. cat does scare me. It was mean to Baby Yoda, so automatically on my enemy list. But my immediate thought when I saw the lock cat was, "Oh, Danny's gonna love that." <laughs> <laughs> you were correct. Oh, Baby Yoda is such a popular. So, like the popular kid at school who everyone always just loves and, and thinks can I mean, do no wrong. And then Lost so like, I just want a little love. And everyone's like, why are you so ugly? Get back in your hole. <laughs> anyway, so they walk into a nice looking little rest tap cafe. And we see who we know to be Cara Dune. Uh. Um, and the Mando spots her as well. But the Mando... And the baby go and sit at a table and they order bone broth for the little one. Oh. Um, and I love this bartender. Oh, the bartender is so Oh, she's cool. so cool. She's so cool. She's a very good woman. Like, too wholesome. Too, so wholesome. So, so wholesome. wholesome. I love her. I love her. Yeah. So like, as soon as I meet her, I was like, I'm in love with her. Yeah, her just totally not getting it at all. It's just, it's so good. She's great. Love her. 
And the Mando excuses himself, tells the barkeep to watch the baby. And she's like, sure, I love babies. And he goes outside and gets his uh, Beskar handed to him oh, by character. <laughs> Absolute. Gina Carano. Somehow. I'm actually yes. writing an article about this right now, funnily enough. Which is... Gina Carano bringing something to Cara Dune that I don't think anybody else could because I've seen her kick people's ass like in the real world. She was a UFC fighter. And the fact that she kind of brings that raw physicality into it is so cool. And the fact that she's allowed to just be like buff and amazing. She doesn't have to have like the whatever I mean the same body type that pretty much every she's, other female she's character so big. has had. Yeah, she's yeah. big. She's, she's like muscular. she's wide. Yeah. I love it. Those and big shoulders, it. she could carry me on them. <laughs> and I mean, I love Gina Carano, and I have loved her for a really long time. But, um, yeah, I just, she did, she's so good in this. I love it so much. And I love Cara Dune so much already. Yeah. Yeah, she's very good. And I appreciate that even though she has actual weapons, she still just punches his Beskar. Like... Well, there was a point yeah. where I was like, stop punching him in the head. It's Beskar. And then she punches him in the head and knocks him out. I'm like, okay, keep punching him in the head. That's yeah. cool. It, <laughs> it works. She- She's doing good. Um, so they're fighting, and they come to a tie with both of their blasters point at each other, and they're on the ground. And that's when we see little Yaddle slip sipping her soup. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Mandalorian's like, well, obviously, I don't think this is going to be a problem. So offers to buy her some soup. <laughs> And so they go in back inside, and she is drinking the soup, which I think is amazing. And it turns out they're both hiding. And because Cara Dune got there first, the Mandal's like, all right, I guess we got to move on. Um, There's only room for one hider on this planet. Right, for whatever reason. I mean, she basically threatens to kick his ass if he disagrees with that. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean it's fair enough. She doesn't want to attract any guild attention. Right. Obviously, that's yeah. why she kicks his ass in the first place. So it makes sense that she's like, hey, get out. I was here first. Yeah. Yeah. And he's so respectful, being like, yeah, okay, we'll find a different planet. Mando's just a nice guy. <laughs> right. He's a legitimately nice dude. He doesn't need to cause trouble for anyone. Everything's fine. And he likes when her. He... He's like, okay, you're cool. Yeah. When I'll he hit sure, the start, right? is like, hey, there's this planet. It's not got many people. We could go hang out there. I'm like, he's just, he's straight up, like, deciding to retire in a backwater town to look after his son. <laughs> Yeah. What else is he going to do now? <laughs> I mean, literally, there's not much else he can do at this point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, the Mando and Yaddle are back at the ship, packing up, and that's when Pillboy and his friend come to ask for his help. But it's not enough money that they offer. But when they dejectedly say that, oh, I guess we'll go back to our lives in the middle of nowhere, um, he asks them for help unloading his stuff. <laughs> It was so passive-aggressive. They're like, oh, we came out all this way. It took us all day. I guess we're going to have to trick our way back home, and it's going to be so awful. No, but the thing is, I think that they were just complaining. I don't think that that was intentional. No, (laughs) it wasn't, but it was still really funny. The passive-aggressive whining didn't work until he said, we live in the middle of nowhere. And he was like, oh, okay. I'm listening. It's because the Mando's like, oh, I do want to be in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) (laughs) The middle of nowhere sounds very nice right about now. Yeah. But even after they pack him all up, he still asks for the money. And then we find out he gives it to Cara Dune in order for them to tag team this 
like protecting mission and also for both of them to be safe in the middle of nowhere for a while. I love, I love him how, so much. I love how he's immediately like, you're my new best friend. <laughs> you kicked my ass. <laughs> you know, we had a conversation about your past. We're, we're, be- we're best friends now. Right. <laughs> They're so good. Yeah, she doesn't really have a choice in the matter, does she? He's just like, yeah, yeah we're buddies now. And she's like, okay. <laughs> we're we're friends. This is happening now. This, here, this is advantageous to me at this current point in time. So therefore, I accept that we are best friends right now. I mean, and he gives her a big pile of money. Look at how easily he found her. <laughs> but it's like it's like he we genuinely her likes her. her. He genuinely. I mean, if I think someone she's cool. came to me with a big pile of money and told me that we are best friends now, I would I would consider that offer honestly. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, we are best friends now. Is that your weird baby? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I am amazed. You want me to I'm teach amazed. a village how to protect themselves? Sh- sure. I'm amazed that not. Of it. <laughs> I'm amazed that not one person said. Hey, what the hell is up with the weird green goblin child? <laughs> no, everyone is just alien. like, everyone's just like, oh yeah, it's this dad with his baby. Like, no one cares. Literally no one cares. Yeah, he's just a dad with his weird green baby. Like, they're in space. This is probably normal. Right. <laughs> also, I imagine that um after, after like, the Empire fell and everything, there were a lot of war orphans. And what? so, like, a lot of people have just adopted, like, babies not of their species because they need a home. Right. Like, if anything, yeah. they're that all judging him. That's really a good point. Yeah, I think about these things, Danny, because I read a lot of sci-fi that has those issues. <laughs> I just think that was one of the most insightful things that we've ever said on Rogue Potter, and I'm really impressed right now. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, when they're being towed by this droid back to the middle of the wherever... The Mando, there's this one point where the Mando's like, might as well relax, and he leans back in the seat, and then when Yaddle sees him lean back, she leans back too, and it's just so, it's so cute. She's so wholesome. She's imprinted on him. Right, she's like, oh, dad's relaxed, so I guess I can be relaxed too. Um, When they get back to this village, the kids are so excited for mercenaries. Hey kids, today we're gonna have some special guests. They're mercenaries! Yay! Yay, mercenaries! But if you were Little Winter and you had just experienced like having to hide under a basket because right. raiders came to your village, wouldn't you be also be excited? Like this is so much better than those Urukai who visited us last week. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm always excited about the Mando. Yeah, but <laughs> you know the Mando. I mean, I would also be excited about a cool guy in a big helmet. Just of course you pop it up to save our lives. We already talked about the helmet. <laughs> look, look, I'm just saying that the Mando is absolutely the master chief of this universe, and I love him. Uh, yep. I love that tweet that's going around right now that's like, me, knows exactly what Pedro Pascal looks like. Also me. I wonder what the Mandalorian looks like underneath his helmet. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? It's a mystery. Yeah. I feel so, like this was a this was like a big uh, speculation point with Phasma was about like what's Phasma look like under the helmet? Is it just gonna be Gwendolyn Christie or is she gonna be an alien or is she gonna have like a big scar? Like, do you think that when we eventually inevitably have the man to take off his helmet, it's gonna be just Pedro Pascal or is there gonna be some other thing? I don't think on? he's even gonna take it off. I think he's gonna take it off and it's just gonna be Pedro Pascal. Yeah, because they're like, hitting they're hitting on the I can't take off my helmet thing a little too hard for it to be a coincidence and for mm-hmm. that not to have some kind of like narrative fulfillment later, I think. I don't know. Could be wrong. I, I'm probably going to be wrong, but I'm sticking with these never going to take it off. And I think the fact that we've seen the Mandalorian as a child 
so we know it's not like a different skin tone or something like that. Yeah. They could also, be like, scarred, but like not like, oh, it's an alien now for some reason. Right. Yeah, that'd be really if weird. If he takes yeah. it off. It's a box underneath there. <laughs> what? If he takes it off, he can't be a Mandalorian anymore, and then the show shouldn't be called The Mandalorian. Mm, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> so, Omera setting up the barn for the guests, and the Mando is real nice until he almost shoots Winter. <laughs> <laughs> Look, boy has a strong startle reflex, okay? Yeah. I feel like that's understandable. Yeah, mm, gonna... I mean, considering how he grew up. Yeah. I mean, he's probably been on edge for, like, all of his life. You know, and especially now because he betrayed the guild and everybody's after him now. And he has to know that. Yeah, but he was sleeping in a little scooter like five seconds ago. So this seems like an overreaction. But anyway. Yeah, but he had power there saving his ass. Winter doesn't mind. Um, We see that they gave Yaddle a little crisp. And Winta feeds Yaddle a little bit, and then she asks if they can go out and play. And, you know, Winta starts leading Yaddle out of the bard, and the Mandalorian's having a really hard time letting her go without him. Yeah. It's good that he's got, like, another single parent there to be like, it'll be okay. Like, it's it's fine. It's fine. fine. And he knows that she can say it's fine because she's raised this child too. So he's actually got someone with expertise to help him a little bit. Right, right. So that's when Omera asks him about his helmet. And that he, we, so we find out that he does take it off in private. So all of those hygiene questions are answered in that oh, moment. Oh, thank goodness. That big plot hole was really lingering. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was wondering if he just drank everything with a straw. <laughs> no, straws are banned because they've ruined too many oceans. And... But he hasn't shown his face to another person since he was a kid. Honestly, I wish I could do that. And, like, I don't... I don't understand why this is a thing. Because it's obviously been created for the show. Because this was never, like, a Mandalorian thing before. Yeah. I mean, in Clone Wars, none of them are wearing armor. I mean, I feel like this might be... There's a lot of I feel like this might be another thing of, um, like, the, the new kind of way that they're approaching the religion to... It, predict themselves it might be a like like different denominations of a church kind of deal yeah like, these, like, these like mandalorian seem these mandalorians seem pretty hardcore mandalorian like this yeah, seems like they, it's probably yeah. like an ancient tradition kind of thing instead of like the more modern mandalorians that's a good point yeah, because, yeah like, like that's kind of what i'm feeling even pre took his helmet off like all the time yeah i mean like i imagine because yeah it's a big planet there were a lot of mandalorians at one point i imagine there were different interpretations of how being a Mandalorian worked, but also I feel like now it also could be a prediction thing in the same way I mentioned. There's only one Mandalorian allowed up at a time. Similarly, like, if they don't ever take off their helmets around other people, nobody can tell how many Mandalorians there actually are. Mm. Yeah, and I think it's more of like a, like, I think they say our secrecy is our survival or something like that in the last episode. I think it might have something to do with that because if no one knows what your face looks like, you know, they can't, like, come after you, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, they don't know who you are, really. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Also, I, I just think, think it's really cool. <laughs> yeah, I just personally love that idea um, of like if they take off their helmets, they can't put them back on, and I think that's just I love me a helmeted boy, so I'm here for that. I just think it's funny because all of their armor is unique. Um, but <laughs> yeah, but okay, but if you saw like a Mandalorian just like chilling, and then you saw another Mandalorian 
like a little bit later on, you wouldn't be like different Mandalorian. You'd be like, whoa, a Mandalorian. Like you're not specifically I memorizing mean- each of their armor necessarily like a bunch of people think that this guy's boba fed people I mean, if you're like trying people... to hunt mandalorians you would like if you were actually a threat to them i feel like you would notice these things yeah but all they would hear from people is just like that there is a mandalorian yeah like if only one is above ground at a time and, and... Oh, they never remove their helmets so... the only the only hearsay they would hear is there is a mandalorian so did they then slaughter everybody who lived in that town where they left from no, I doubt it. But then everybody knows there's multiple Mandalorians. Yeah, but then they're gone. They've, they're finding somewhere else secret. Mm, I think they slaughtered everybody. They absolutely did not. That's not, that's not the way. They absolutely did. I think they did. You're wrong. <laughs> no, I'm sure they did. Seeing how respecting, like, how, how respectable, I don't know, how, like, good the Mandalorian is, he didn't learn that from nowhere. He learned that from his culture. Mm, I don't know. I think, mm, I don't know. Anyway, um, so the Mandalorians took care of him and he's happy to live by their rules. Um, So he doesn't mind that like when he takes the helmet off, that means he can't be a Mandalorian anymore. So this is another Boba Fett situation, isn't it? I don't know what that means. Where he's not, he's not, he was not born Mandalorian. He's not originally from Mandalore, but he donned the, the, the armor and was accepted into the culture. Yeah, he's a family. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. Yeah, like, I was thinking about it, because Django took off his helmet a bunch, but Boba, you never see, like, once he's put it on, we never see him without it. Um, not that we see him that often, but I kind of thought that was, in a way, a way of saying that, like, Boba's taken this on as well as, like, maybe, part of his maybe, legacy. Maybe that's the answer. Maybe the it's a, it's specific to the foundlings. Mm. That that's, that's oh. the way for the foundlings. That's interesting. Yeah, was That's the coven just the a whole lot of, like, lost children that were adopted from different planets? Yeah, it seems like it. Hmm. So, Amara leaves him with food, and we actually do, like, see him take the helmet off, but we don't, like, Oof. it's it's cut to where we just see him place it down next to his lotus root. Um, I love that so as, much. As he's watching, like, the children play, which is so funny, because, like, literally, if they looked over, they could see yeah. through the window. <laughs> he's, thinking. like, he's got cat-like instincts, so if they look in his direction, he would just duck <laughs> under the window and yeah. they won't see him. Do you, think, do you think that's, like, foreshadowing for him taking it off in front of Yoda, baby Yoda? He Maybe. might. I don't know. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I also just I, think it was real funny. It was funny. <laughs> <laughs> so the Mando and Cara Dune go tracking through the woods and it's so funny that he's using all of his like gadgets but it's like literal really obvious <laughs> tracking stuff <laughs> like footprints in the mud a bunch of broken trees like you do not need computer science right now yeah oh buddy <laughs> It's like when he tried to use a flamethrower on Kara earlier in the yeah. episode and she just like kicks his arm away and it's like, it's buddy, like, no. stop trying. It's not going to work. Please stop like, trying. Do you have any idea that. how much money I forked over for these gadgets? I have to use them at some point. Um, we do find out, though, that an ATST is there. I had a really embarrassing moment where I saw it and I was like, what species in Star Wars needs such big shoes? <laughs> Uh i was genuinely confused for like until they actually straight up said it was an atsd and i was like oh that makes way more sense and you know (laughs) is it is it bad that my immediate thought 
when they said ATST was, oh, it's not that bad. The Ewoks got one of those with logs. Yeah. (laughs) The Ewoks can do it, but the Ewoks are very smart and strategic, so. Yeah. It's true. And there were a lot of them. And the Ewoks were also, like, a warrior tribe. At least the Yeah. Who, who were good with traps and stuff already, as we've yeah. seen. And they do have enemies that are as big as um, ATST, which you see in the in the Ewok movies. So they're oh, so they've got experience. Yeah. So the Mando and Cara Dune return, and they're like, hey, there's an ATST, so you all are borked, and basically you need to leave. Um, but the people refuse. This is their land that's ceded by their great grandparents, and they have nowhere else to go. And they insist that they can protect their homes. Grandparents, great grandparents. They mention like and like older generations. They say yeah. like the the crew was ceded by our grandparents or yeah, great-grandparents yeah. Or yeah. I just I found it very funny that he was like the crew was ceded by our grandparents, and the other guy was like, yeah, we've been here for generations. I was like. The- Go grandparents and still be alive, buddy. Maybe, maybe go a little bit further back with that one. It's still like three generations. It is. It is. It's just not quite as impressive as saying like our ancestors. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying this at Favreau, not necessarily the people. Generations. Yeah, like three whole generations. They're being honest. Me, I'm just Favreau. Just, just make it a little bit more ancient, okay? It's fine. You won't. Uh, and so. Cara Dune is like, no, but of course the Mando's like, all right, we'll teach you how to fight. <laughs> yeah. And they lay out a plan to drown the ATSD and for the people to cover them while they fight the Raiders. And we find out that Omera is the only one out of all these people who knows how to shoot. Bless her. Winta looks very surprised about this. Yeah, I love this. People, people are so mad about there. this. Right, so, like, people are really. Mad about this, okay? I have a thing. Really mad. Wait, sorry. My um, my brain immediately went to, and I don't know what's wrong with me. Oh, is she a Mandalorian? Oh my god! She <laughs> seemed to ask. Oh it my was god! She asked questions about the helmet. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, she's a okay. So like this this is a western, right? This is a space western. It's based on western stuff. Literally, like a huge trope in westerns is for like the widow of this like little tiny town in the middle of nowhere to be the only person in the town who can shoot. Like that's. Yeah. An honest-to-God trope that this show is using. And dudes are so mad. They're like, oh, this woman can shoot, but nobody else can. It's like, my guy, please do some research on, like, please watch anything that has influenced Star Wars. And, like, Just it please, even, God. It doesn't even need to be, like, an old-school Western. But even if, if it you wasn't watch, a trope, it's fine. <laughs> if you watch the remake of The Magnificent Seven, which is actually very <laughs> good, it has that right Oh, there. it's so good, Yeah. <laughs> Like, she's the only one who can really fight. Like, so y'all need to... I mean, there's people watch Westworld, right? Like, (laughs) they're already watching Western. No, they refuse. God, it's just... I remember last week, um, Pablo, like, I was was tweeting at Pablo about, like, how these people are really stupid. Because they're like, oh, this show is saving Star Wars, blah, blah, blah. And then Pablo um, Hidalgo was like, it's okay, it's not going to last as a woman in the next episode. And he was he was so right. Like, so they're right. so mad. Not only is there a woman, but I think there were more speaking women than men in this entire episode. I think you're right. Thanks yeah. to the waitress at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. it was... Um, I was talking to dinner about this, and, like, as soon as they leave their crappy, like desert wasteland planet and move to this nice planet this nice woodsy planet 
there's like a whole bunch of women. <laughs> so there they are. That's where they were yeah, hiding. They so that's nice. That's nice in these in these places that you want to be. There's women. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's because the women are smart and avoiding these shitty places. Right. They're, they're just like punishing themselves. Why would we be out there? That sounds bad. That sounds bad. I can it's go like fish a um, farmer. Okay, this is some it's like this video I watched about woolly mammoths and the fact that like the only fossils they ever really find because they're like preserved because they fall into like some mud pit or done something really stupid and died. They're all dudes and they're like, Why is this a thing? And I was like, as I was watching, I was like, It's because the females were smart and were like, I'm not gonna do that dumb thing. And the males were like, I'm gonna go wander off into this mud pit and see what happens and then they would die. And then like at the end of the video, the guy was like, Yeah, so one of the main hypotheses is that the female mammoths were smarter and less likely to do these things. And I feel like that's what's happening here in the Mandalorian. Wow. The woolly mammoth theory of gender disparity across the galaxy far, far away. Amazing. Just in this one show, not in the rest of it. Yeah. Oh boy. Well, <laughs> then there's a training <laughs> montage. Woo! Because of course there is. And this and Montage. this was the moment I went, wait, I've seen this before. This is an episode of the Clone Wars. It's an episode yep. of everything. This see, like, people are pretty mad about how like tropey this episode is. But if you watch any other serial like sci-fi show, you see this episode multiple times yeah it's like a Every rite of passage sci-fi show has this episode <laughs> i mean it's easier because like the issue is either you spend the entire episode with them training the people or you dedicate a large part to that or you don't have it shown at all if you don't show it at all people are like oh where do people learn these skills it doesn't make any sense but if you dedicate the entire episode to it you don't have enough time to have the rest of the show so right. like it makes sense to just make it a montage because they're fun they're cool i had i had some good laughs from this one it's like it's a thing. Just let it exist in sci-fi serials. Right. And like, yeah, absolutely. I also, I just, I love a good montage, honestly. Yeah, and like, I love a I good montage. I think three out of four episodes now, we've had a good montage. Right. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Mandalorian, for some good montages. Right. Like, because this is a 30 to 40 minute show, they have to pick up the pace a little bit. And right. what better way than a montage with some cool music in the background? Yeah. And I think... I think, like, maybe people thought that this show was going to be... I know, I know people thought this show was going to be different than what it actually ended up being. This is, like... It's only Game of Thrones. This is a 100% serialized show. Yes. Like yeah. it's, Game of it's, Thrones would never have a montage. No. Game <laughs> like, of Thrones can stop. <laughs> Game of Thrones can well suck said. it, because this show was way better. <laughs> yes. um, also, people thinking that, like, this is too tropey. Star Wars is literally made of tropes like the entirety of star wars is literally built on tropes like you have to you have to chill people nothing about star wars is that original like nothing literally nothing like the main plot points are all from japan so like yeah flash gordon like yeah and flash gordon can't forget flash gordon Gordon. right like so stop it stop it Like the last three movies John Favreau have done has done has been remakes. So like, shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and so the Mando makes it a point to go check in with Omera before they leave to go like cause trouble in the Raider camp. Which I'm like, I see you, I see you, Mando. I would check in with her too. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> she is beautiful. Yeah. So they sneak in. 
and the Mando sets a bomb, and they really need to leave, but Cara Dune is having too much fun fighting. <laughs> I and love Cara Dune so much. She's so- I- <laughs> Actual battering ram, Cara Dune. Yeah, <laughs> one woman battering ram. Because they they have to get out in a hurry, and the Mando like shoots like a very strong looking wall <laughs> like seven times randomly, and she just plows right through it like it's glass, and it's not glass, friends. Like, who needs who needs the Disbar Tech battering ram when you've got Cara Dune? You just got Cara Dune. Something I also love about Cara Dune is that as someone who's in the military, I've met this veteran before. Like they kind of gu- they kind of nailed somebody that just has no like <laughs> self-preservation instinct or anything. Like ru- like she's an she's a battering ram and she loves punching dudes in the face and I love it. Like I can't get enough of it. It's great. Yeah. Uh, I just, just this feels everything about this just feels extremely like if they made a Halo series set in the Star Wars universe, it would be this. And I am 100% in love with it, both as Star Wars, as a Star Wars fan and like as a Halo fan who loves these specific tropes that are coming into this. It's so good. <sighs> so they run back to the people because the ATST is coming after them. But of course, it stopped before it fell into the pond because it's not fucking stupid. <laughs> this is. <laughs> This is how it feels to play a video game and, like, set a really great trap for the enemy. And then, like, the enemy AI just stops at that point and you're just like, God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. Of course it wasn't going to fall into the pond first thing. Nothing ever goes that easy for anybody. Right. And so I was really worried at that point because the thing about the Magnificent Seven and a lot of these stories is that almost everybody dies. <laughs> yep. And I mean, like, not just the main characters, but, like, the people who are defending their homes die. And it's very, quotation mark, realistic because they are not fully trained soldiers and things like that. And they are always being overpowered and outnumbered. But thankfully, we don't see too many people on our side dying this time. I think it's because, like... Uh, yeah I keep watching this and forgetting that it's like you know Star Wars even though it's clearly Star Wars and like Star Wars isn't about that (laughs) unless you're like reading the books in which case the books can get like that but this is Star Wars for like everyone so it's not gonna be like oh everyone in the town died whoops right and like many sci-fi serials are like that right like they they have enough to impress the 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 gravity of the situation but not so much that you feel gross after watching it yeah exactly yeah so they're trying to figure out how to get that atst in the water and cara dune's like probably have a plan and she asks for to borrow the pulse rifle and he actually lets her because he believes in her and he, he doesn't even her. really hesitate no he's just no like, he doesn't right. at all Oop. and that is like i think the embodiment of how much I love their dynamic because there's never a point in which they doubt each other. There's never a point at which they don't think the other one is skilled um, where they like have to have that like dick measuring competition you see so (laughs) often, especially between like men and women. Um, So like, it's just really nice that they automatically respect each other. This, this was the point where I kind of went, Oh no, I kind of ship it. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. So, Cara Dune runs, goes into one of the krill ponds, 
and she's shooting at it and she gets it pissed off enough that it gets close enough to the edge that it falls in and the mando runs out and then throws a bomb into it and like jumps to the pond to make sure he doesn't also explode and (laughs) it's amazing what an amazing like five seconds that's so good and they're all panting in the water like is that was that (laughs) what the plan was because we didn't actually talk about what the plan was (laughs) but it worked out everyone's having a good time yeah it's all good yeah so Pillboy and his bro are actually the ones who kill the lead raider, and then the rest of the raiders retreat. Amazing. Level up. Good job, Pillboy. Good job. So the next, I think we time skip like a couple weeks into the future. Yeah. And we see Yaddle being shamed for eating frogs. What the fuck? I think it's less shaming her for eating frogs, but it's more like, you know kids get grossed out by stuff and also like she's literally swallowing a live frog hole that's a bit gross to me if if any of us start doing that we'd all be like look i got shame for eating mandarin skin like come on yeah people will shame her for eating a frog that's because you're an adult (laughs) hey i got shame for when i was a kid too kids thought it was weird kids are mean had an impact But I hope she continues eating frogs in the future. And, oh, and so this is when we also find out that if he ever takes the helmet off, he's not allowed to put it back on. And important questions of, like, so do Mando's fuck with their helmets on? I sure hope so. And is that the helmet why we, stays on. Is that why we need the foundlings? Um, These are all excellent questions. Yeah. I are mean, you can still have babies without taking the helmet off. Yeah, but I would really hate that. <laughs> You would. Not all of us would, Meg. Speak <laughs> you for yourself. We're only speaking. If that you were giving birth like, with a really, helmet really on, strong thirst for helmets on this episode. I'm just I. This is this is a thing. It's been a thing for a very long time, no, and I'm so I'm glad this girl was feeding me. If you were yeah. pregnant, giving birth with a helmet on. That yeah, would nobody be... could take a photo of my gross-looking face. I'd be oh, fine with that. <laughs> anyway. They can it's, clearly it's breathe the, in those helmets. So Ugh. the rule the rule might be you can take it off in front of other Mandalorians. I don't think that's true. I don't know. No, because he hasn't shown his face to anybody in a long time. That's a good point. Though well, to be fair, what they could do is set up a screen for her so that she could like give birth and take off the helmet oh, without anyone seeing. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Just put a blanket like over the top half. Yeah. It's like oh. when they did. Just like when you're dead. Jesus I Christ. honestly wouldn't be surprised if some like folks do that anyways. Like, yeah, like, separating the front half of the woman from the bottom half, and like the husband is up with the front half, and the doctor's down there with the bottom half. Ugh. Anyway, <laughs> birth talk. So <laughs> we went down that rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah we really <laughs> just fell right down there, just like the atheist falling into the pond. Yeah. Cara Dune is having a great time drinking her booze and is like, yo, bro, go take your helmet off and be happy with the widow and your baby. She was giving off <laughs> very big lesbian energy in there of being like, if you're not gonna, I will. Like, come on, man. She's yeah, giving that, was, him, that was what I got from that. She's yeah. giving him his fair chance because it looks like Omera's interested in him first. And so, like, she's letting that play itself out whether or not. And then when he says no, Cara Dune's like, great, she can comfort herself in my ample bosom. And that's yeah. how it will go. <laughs> yeah, that's like, oh god, yeah, I just got a big, big chaotic queer energy from her being like, dude, yeah. 
I would. If I had a hot widow being like, hey, stay here with me, I, she would absolutely do that. Yeah. She's like, why are you not saying yes to this? Right. So the Mando goes to Omera and is like, oh, I got to go. And she's like, no, you should stay here. And oh, wait. He considers I it. Ahead. I skipped ahead. I'm sorry. Um, so Cara Dune's actually talking to him about what he's doing next. And he's going to leave Yaddle here. And she's like, yo, that's going to break Yaddle's heart. And he's like, yeah, but they're going to, everybody gets over that. <laughs> that's I mean, rough. he has a lot of repressed trauma. He I... probably thinks that, like, he's not going to be a good dad and that, like, Yaddle will be happier without him. And that he'll only yeah. bring, like, bad things. Because, I mean, to be fair, he probably blames himself for his parents' death in some way. I think, like, that's going to be his arc, is realizing that he is the one that's best equipped to deal with baby Yaddle. Deal with is a bad way to put it. It's like a pretty, a pretty typical quote, uh, type, trope in, like, a lot of sci-fi as well. If someone, like, ends up with a, some books, um, if someone ends up, like, with a baby, like, that's not theirs. They're always like, okay, but it won't be safer with me. This kid will not be safe with me. So they try and, like, voice it off to other people, being like, it will be happy and safe here. And then, yeah, eventually realizing that, no, they are the best equipped person. They are the parent now. Um, and I feel like, yeah, like Ash said, that this is going to be his arc, is being like, oh, actually, the baby should stay with me because she's my daughter now. Right. And even if even if Yaddle's going to be happiest there, she's still safest with him. Yeah. And she probably will be happiest with him either way because he's her dad. Yeah, but yeah, even if really... he if he doesn't accept that she'll be happy with him, at least he can accept that she'll be safe. Yeah, yeah, and it's also like they talk about foundlings a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, and he immediately is like, "Good, save the metal for the foundlings. Make sure some of the best cargo to the foundlings." He cares about the foundlings, mm-hmm. and I think that's what's gonna end up happening is that Yaddle is gonna be his foundling. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's it. That's my contribution to the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fair one. Sorry, saying goodnight to dinner leader. God oh, damn it, dinner leader. Dinner leader. <laughs> there are two types of people in this world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so then it cuts to the forest in which we see a hand, a very sinister looking hand, um, holding a tracking fob. And then this is no one gets to be happy. No, this is when the Mando goes to see um, Omera and basically tell her that he's leaving. And she's like, no, we want you to stay. I want you to stay. And she almost takes off his mask, but he stops her and she promises to take good care of Yaddle and like one of her own. And that's when you hear a gunshot. <laughs> I love in that scene that she, before the gunshot, that she calls Yaddle his boy. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he doesn't correct her. And there's like, yeah. a, there's a point when Kara calls uh, Yaddle his kid. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't correct her either. I don't know. I think he's coming around. <laughs> he's accepted that. It's the yeah. truth. He knows. Which, thank God... For, like, the 100th time this episode for Cara Dune. (laughs) (laughs) What would anyone do without her? They would die. They would already be dead. (laughs) All of them. Because Cara Dune, the blaster shot is from her killing the would-be assassin. And then they're like, ah, crap. And basically, now the Mando knows that 
no, neither of them can stay there because more guild members will be on their way. We find out that his ship is called the Razor Crest, if we didn't already know before. And as they're saying goodbye, which is like the sweetest heartfelt goodbye, because like the Mandalorian and Cara Dune basically fist bump and are like, see you when I see you, which you know is not going to be that long from now. Yeah, she's going to bump into him and be like, oh, well, hey again. You again. <laughs> there is there is definitely a shot of Kara in the trailer that is not in this episode. Right, like when she's... Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. And like, she wouldn't have been in all the pre-stools and everything if she wasn't going to be in more <laughs> Right, right. I'm mad right. that she didn't go with him, honestly. Yeah, well, I mean, she's probably going to at some point, like realize like they're both gonna be like actually let's just we're best friends now let's just both travel together well, right. like mando asked what's his what's his face the, the ugnot yeah the ugnot thank you asked the ugnot because he was like i've been looking for a crew member it'd yeah. probably be Kara by the end of the series mm-hmm. oh yeah absolutely it makes sense so they fist bump and then they say goodbye to everybody else winter shoots her shot and goes and hugs baby yaddle which is what everybody yes. else wants I like what if Werner Herzog was on set that day and was just like, I want to hug the baby. Can I hug the baby? <laughs> he just turns up on set, even if he's not in the episode, because he's like, I want to see Baby Yoda. Yeah, he's like, I just want to make sure that they're doing well today. And they're like, you know, that's not real, right? And he's like, it's my baby. <laughs> you know, you know, it is real, right? <laughs> the actual plot of The Mandalorian was taking place behind the scenes throughout all of this, but Werner Herzog was playing the role of The Mandalorian. Yeah. <laughs> Werner Herzog's just like, but what is reality? And they're like, okay, you right. <laughs> <laughs> are any of us real or are we all just puppets? And they're like, okay. You can hug okay, Werner Herzog, you can hold the baby. That's, that's a good point. <laughs> we never thought about it that way before, Werner. Right. And I would also just like to point out how stupid the Mandalorian is if he thinks that he was going to spend a whole day's journey back to his ship and little Yaddle wasn't going to be waiting in the cockpit in the po- co-pilot seat for him when he got there. Right. He, yeah. He's Pressing so stupid. so that he would pick her up. <laughs> right. Like, he gets to the ship and then he sees, like, lights flashing on and off and he <laughs> looks up through the window and it's just her. Just press him button. You see, like the Mando with his helmet and his head just like <laughs> goes down. <laughs> like, oh, of course. Like, how you thought you could leave her? <laughs> Why are you so stupid? <laughs> so, he's so stupid. Just holding a gun or blaster. Right. <laughs> She's like, I found this. <laughs> this what is a toy, right? Guys. It's mine now. No. Watching it down the toilet. <laughs> right. What do you got there? A blaster! No! <laughs> yeah, that, that baby is the embodiment of that vine. <laughs> <laughs> and she, like, accidentally turns something into carbonite. Like, you oh, really yeah. oh, need to God. be That uh, baby is pure chaotic energy. <laughs> baby Yaddle Padron. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so that was the fourth episode of The Mandalorian. I thought it was great fun. It was definitely an episode of Stargate SG-1. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, 100%. It takes place somewhere that looks like British Columbia. Mm-hmm. It has a perfect woman lead and a tired and sassy male lead. It has a maybe romance that gives the hero maybe a cause to come home at the end. Like it was 100% a Stargate SG1 episode. Do you think? Do you think we'll see Omera again? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I hope. So. I do. 
I do. They we better. Um, so, <laughs> I know we'll see so Kara great. again. She's but... so great. Yeah. Yeah, I hope we do too. I I have a hard time picturing how it'll come about because this, in a lot of ways, this felt like a little bit of a one-off episode. Um, in that it was like one episode of adventure on this planet, but I really hope that they do go back again. Yeah. Although I worry that if they go back, it'll be for sadness reasons. Ugh, no. Ugh, don't say that. The show has been relatively uh, wholesome so far, so you're right. <laughs> it's you're right, hoping. You're right. Yeah. It's also at the end of the day, it's a kids show. It's on Disney Plus. Like it yeah. has more adult elements in it, but it's definitely an all ages family focused show. Right. Yeah. Um. I. I. I don't think it was ever going to be the grim, dark, gritty Star Wars. I guess some people wanted, but at the I don't think like they're going to kill Baby Yoda or anything. Oh like that. no way! Like at this point, <laughs> imagine the uproar if they killed Baby Yoda. But what if they find out that that's the only way to prevent the Clone War from happening? The Clone War's already happened. It's already happened, Danny. Right, but you have to go back in time and kill Baby Yoda. I Stop refuse. Okay. Yeah, Danny. Listen, the the, the theory is allowed. We saw what happened because of the Clone Wars. It's fine. But it's I, fine. I, I do think it might end with Baby Yoda just going somewhere else. Not dying. <laughs> yeah, but but holding the Mando's hand. They're going together. Oh, like what happened to my pet guinea pig when I was little. Oh, <laughs> Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. Danny, I have some bad news for you. <laughs> no, no, no. It just went somewhere else. My parents are very explicit about that. Uh, uh, so, listeners, you can, uh, you can find us. On Twitter at Rogue Podron. <laughs> um, we have our website, roguepodron.com. We put things there. Uh, we also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash roguepodron. Please pledge to us. Uh, you get cool <laughs> things like the Discord and other cool things. Get an embroidery of Baby Yoda from Meg. Oh, we also, we also have a podcast. Yeah, I would if I had money. Um, we have a podcast. What a shock. Uh, our main show is Rogue Podron, which if you're listening to this, you probably know that already. And you can find us on iTunes, Feedburner, Stitcher, Google Play, whatever, all of the podcatchers as Rogue Podron. And please leave us a nice review. We love reviews. Thank you. Even if you leave a mean review, at least make it five stars. Yeah. Five Thank stars, you. but then be mean to us in the comments. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can be as mean as you want as long as you leave us five stars. Yeah. You can be mean to me and Meg and maybe Danny and definitely Heath as much as you want, but don't you dare be mean to Ash or I'll kick your ass. Yeah, well Ash said. is new and perfect, so like, don't do that. You're not allowed. Yeah. <laughs> she is well her okay own podcast. <laughs> I'm kidding. Never be mean to Ash. I will end you. Yeah. All right. So. The next episode you'll see on this feed will actually be a new Rogue Podron episode. So, Whoa. yeah. Wow, look at all the content we're putting out. So much content. So It's, it's actually amazing. It's actually very amazing. <laughs> so watch out for that. And then we'll be back next, next time with episode five of The Mandalorian. So for right now, I have spoken. Pew, 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 pew. Shrimp, 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 shrimp. Shrimp, shrimp, Crow, 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 crow. Krill, krill. Tragic romance, tragic romance. Oh, God. <laughs> Ooh. I have spoken.